This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. Today's topic is going to be on the necessity of suffering and how suffering plays into divine providence. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. So, I don't... Let me let me try to gather my thoughts here. I think the reason why a lot of people don't want to actually get serious about their true Catholicism is because they realize that if they did, it would make their lives in, in, in their minds, probably. And remember, this is just an observation. I'm not, I'm not speaking with any authority or any... Um, I'm, not, I'm not making an infallible statement. But I believe that the reason why a lot of people shy away from this is they realize that if they actually got serious about their Catholicism, that they would, it's going to make their lives in their minds a lot more difficult than it has to be. And mixed in this, particularly with those who have had a hard life, you know, well, let me speak for myself. One of the things that kept me when I was in the Vatican II sect from getting real serious about my Catholicism was my, my mindset was well I've suffered enough why do I need to make my life more difficult than it already has been you know um, I just I want the suffering to end and that's basically a misapprehension on my part of the whole purpose behind um, Jesus Christ suffering on the cross. Because anybody who reads the spiritual writers know that suffering... First of all, suffering comes from divine providence. God sends you suffering and um, difficulties, not because our Lord is a sadist and wants you to suffer needlessly, but because these things are necessary in order that spiritually anything that'll keep you 
from getting closer to him spiritually are taken out. Not just that, there's the other aspect of everything that you go through in life is preparing you if you're willing to allow yourself to be a perfect instrument of his will that everything that you go through in life is preparing you for what the purpose that he intends on you I'm sorry, intends for you to do his will on earth. And that's why I keep saying that the spiritual life or practicing the spiritual life is, is a necessity because without practicing the spiritual life, once again, using myself as an example, you're going to think that this is all random, that everything that happened to you was all random. There's no meaning, there's no purpose behind it. And that this is all just, you know, literal um, sadism, you know, or at best, at best, you'll say, well, or using myself as an example, you'll think to yourself, I've suffered enough. Um, I, I need to take, you know, I, I need this. I need to take it easy. And part of my misapprehension about this whole thing was I didn't realize there are times in your life when you won't suffer as much as you have been suffering. And this is actually God, Lord Jesus, and his blessed mother's uh, mercy upon you because first of all we're talking about the author of everything in existence so he you know it's uh saint paul said in his epistles he'll never put uh god will never put anything upon you or put anything more upon you than you can handle so he knows your limits. He knows your limits. He knows your limitations. He's not, you know, he's not going to pound you um, into dust, you know, uh, until you die. You're, you're going to get, you're going to have times when things go well. The key is, is, as I never get tired of saying, the key is, is not to take the quiet times, the good times for granted, and also to realize that you not only give praise to our Lord and his blessed mother when things are going well, but you also need to, to uh, I call this holy gratitude, uh, to thank them for the trials and tribulations that come your way. These things are necessary. And until you start the spiritual life, you're never, you know, um, I don't care if people are tired of hearing about this. I'm going to keep pounding this issue home. Because it's necessary, especially in this day and age. Um, 
but everything is there's a purpose behind everything in divine providence and there's even a reason behind the trials and tribulations not that we go through not just i should say that we go through in our lives as true catholics but in the world at large i keep trying to tell people not to underestimate our enemies who obviously are the masonic sock puppets satanic masonic sock puppets that run this world everything that they do not only is an instrument of divine providence but is they have a reason for doing what they do it's not by random it's not by chance these people are not idiots now because they're human just like we are they are subject to making uh mistakes just like we are but i i would strongly suggest to you that if you uh if if they do make a mistake or what appears to be a mistake that they that everything that they do has a reason and For those of you who have the mistaken impression that you need to know everything and the why's and the what's and the hows it's not it's not if we are following divine providence it is not our job to figure out the why's the what for's or whatever it is our job to do the will of God as we understand it. And the reason I say this is because some of us do not have access to a regular spiritual advisor, more or less a regular priest. And so we have to do the best we can with what we've been given. Um. To me, this seems like a no-brainer, but I suspect to a lot of people, um, because of present uh, day and the culture and society that we live in, um, that it doesn't make sense. You know, we are literally... Um, spiritually blind we are literally spiritually blind um and for that matter uh when i say present era culture and society i mean i don't care what part of the world you live in if you live in Europe, if you live in North America, South America, uh, Asia, or Africa, these things are, I'm sorry, our culture and societies, obviously they take on different characters for the most, uh, in certain regards, in certain regards, the um, our, our culture and society take on certain characteristics based on our characteristics as a country. But 
in the general sense, in the bird's eye view of things, things are pretty much the same. So when I talk about, you know, people being shallow and superficial and not looking upon the surface, those are the drawbacks of our society and culture all over the world in a generalized sense. Anyhow, um, if we do not realize that the good, bad, and the indifferent in our lives is meant for us if we are actually practicing spiritual union with our Lord and His Mother, His Blessed Mother, that these things are meant to bring us closer to them both. Okay? So, um, there, there, ev behind everything, there is a purpose. And the reason I'm doing this particular episode is that I think a lot of people, a lot of people, don't understand that um, that these things are necessary for our own spiritual growth. And if you look, there's a reason in the spiritual life there's a certain teaching. I mean, you could break it all down. You know, there's uh, the teachings about the Blessed Mother. There's the teachings about our Lord's Passion. There are different aspects of the spiritual life, but one of the teachings that a lot of the spiritual life writers recommend is the sorrows of our Blessed Mother and our Lord. And Savior. And this is because part of the spiritual life is our attitude. I've I've heard um some Sedbacontist priests and prelates talk about the Beatitudes, and they say they break it down the word beatitude in be attitude. And what they're saying is, is that our attitude toward not just our Blessed Mother and our Lord, but also toward the teachings of our true Catholic Church, it's, it's an attitude. So, but part of the attitude... Uh, when it comes to our Lord's passion and our ladies, because with our lady, there's the devotion of the seven sorrows. They both, by nature, by their very nature, were completely without the stain of original sin. Now, in our Lord, it was because he's part of the most holy trinity Therefore, being God, he could not have sin. 
He could not have sinned. For God to have sinned would be an impossibility, no matter how you slice it. In our lady's perspective, she, she was given the grace of the Immaculate Conception, which means that she was born, unlike we are, without the stain of original sin. So when they suffered on earth, because they were free from original sin, they suffered more at the hands of human beings than we do. Um, and part of the attitude that we should have toward our Lord and His mo uh, Blessed Mother's sufferings is, is, is that because we are stained with original sin, the things that our fellow humans do to us is not as bad for us as it was for them because we are stained also by original sin. And that kind of hardens us. It doesn't hurt. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Believe me, I'm speaking from experience. When you meet the brutality and the inhumanity of man's, uh, of our fellow human beings' um, treatment toward their other human beings, it seems really hard. It seems, especially if you don't have the right spiritual attitude, it seems kind of random and it is brutal. But speaking for myself, I can understand that given my own corrupted nature, if I'd had our Lord or his blessed mother's uh, uh, spotless nature, it would have been even more brutal the things I've been through than it than it would uh, would be to me that, that it has been to me. I'm going to repeat that that it has been to me. And a lot of people don't realize this is actually a blessing. And, and try to follow this train of thought here if you can, that as bad as some of us have had here on earth, our, 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 uh, our, the original sin that we are stained with is actually a blessing because it shields us from the intense pain that we would have had if we had been born without original sin. Now, I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive. It's actually the truth. If you read any of the saints and spiritual writers, they will tell you the same thing. And along with this, the reason why the spiritual writers and the saints recommend studying our Lord and our Blessed Mothers um, our 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 Lord and our Blessed Mothers, um, uh, passions, their their sorrows, is because it gives us perspective, and once again, this is also the importance 
of the spiritual life. Because without the spiritual life, you may appreciate it from maybe a very shallow and superficial level. Once you get closer in union with our blessed Lord and his blessed mother, you realize that, um, number one, every sin that we've ever committed, and this includes after we get baptized, after we get confirmed, every mortal, well, venial and mortal sin that we commit after this, there with, uh, I'm talking about our blessed Lord and our blessed mother, are within eternity, meaning that time has no meaning for them because, um, at least in our Lord's case, he's God. So he, not, he is the author of time and eternity, and he's not subject to those. And the saints and our relatives who were blessed to get to heaven are no longer uh, subject to time. However, while we're here on earth, we are subject to time because we are finite human beings. So if we, um, the sins that we commit after we are baptized and confirmed still hurt our blessed Lord and his blessed mother. And I think a lot of people don't understand this concept, uh, if, if they're e indeed even aware of it. And it's especially easy to fall into this error, even if you are in the spiritual life, because we as human beings, we fall into routines. And we, you know, when you fall into a routine, it's very easy to forget when you commit a sin. And like I said, venial mortal, it does not matter. They still feel the pain. We're still hurting them. And the reason I'm bringing this up and the reason why I'm placing so much emphasis upon this is, is that once you come to the realization that um, our sins, past, present, and future, hurt our blessed Lord and our blessed Lady, that because of their spotless natures, their their um, their, their pure natures, that these things hurt them every bit as badly as the things that they went through while they were on earth. And in addition to that, it really helps you for not just for closer union, but for a real love of our blessed Lord and Lady, when we come to the realization that they suffered more than we did. And so that was one of the things that really helped me out was when I came to the realization that everything I've been through, as bad as it seemed to me, not just at the time, but even now, when I have my trials and tribulations, it's nothing compared to what they're going through at this moment. 
Because you got to remember, our Lord and Lady just don't suffer when true Catholics sin. They suffer when humanity sins. Now, the different, the main difference between, well, what should be the main difference between a person who considers themselves a true Catholic and your average, what I call a normie, who doesn't give a thought to their um, behavior while they're on earth is that we as true Catholics should be first and foremost of the mindset that um, we have to do what we can to try to reflect uh, ask them for help reforming our lives, not just for our sake so that we can get to heaven, but also for the sake of spiritual union and out of total and complete love for them. That's the, what should be the main difference between us. And I hope this is making sense, but once again, I'm not going to explain it to you. I'm just going to try to point you in the right direction. The rest is up to you. But right now, at the very moment where I'm speaking, our Lord and our, His Blessed Mother are suffering through the sins of human beings as a whole. And that they're suffering more intensely than we are. I can't, I can't make it any simpler than I just have. But once you have the perspective that they suffer more than we do, no matter how bad we've had it while we're here on earth, it, it not only gives you clarity spiritually that what... What, uh, what right do I have to be resentful or angry or depressed when our Lord and His Blessed Mother are suffering at this moment more than I ever have or ever will while I'm on earth? And when I talk about our Blessed Mother and our Lord. I'm also talking about the saints because you got to remember, in order to become a saint, a friend of God, a literal friend of God, that means that you have to be, you're still subject to your fallen human nature. But the closer you get, the closer you get in unity with our Lord and our Lady, the more you, you become more sensitive spiritually, not just to your own sins. And, you, you know, um, anybody who's ever read the lives of saints realizes this. Um, 
not only does it affect you more, but the sins of others affect you more. Because the closer you get to our blessed Lord and his mother, the more your nature, and I'm talking your spiritual nature, becomes like theirs. And so the difference between, let's just say, a St. Louis de Montfort, a St. Catherine of Siena, or a St. Thomas Aquinas, to name a few, and me, I'll use myself as an example, is that when they saw sin, it affected them more deeply and more strongly, not just the sins of others, but their own sins, more than somebody, as I said, like myself, who is imperfect, who has not reached true sanctity yet. And honestly speaking for myself, I, I consider myself at the level where I fully, I fully can't appreciate the level of magnitude, the pain that my personal sins and the sins of others uh, cause our Blessed Mother and our uh, Blessed Savior. I, I don't appreciate it because I haven't, I, I'm nowhere near close to being sanctified yet. Now that, that when I say this, don't get it twisted and think that I'm not trying, you know, to, to uh, get a closer union with them both. It just means that until I reach the level of sanctity that I'm supposed to, that I'm not going to fully appreciate the magnitude of what I'm doing and other people are doing. And while I'm at this, I've heard, and by the way, this just, this uh, Father Bernard Utley in his Spiritual Life series has also mentioned this, but I've heard other uh, people who consider themselves true Catholics say when they read about uh, Father D. Kassad's book on divine providence, that it sounds like quietism. And there, there is, first of all, quietism is a Protestant heresy. And the heresy of quietism is that you think if you sit on your dead duff and you don't pray, you don't sacrifice, you don't do mortifications, you don't do your spirit, you, you just live your life as you've always let it before you became baptized and confirmed. That, well, it's all God's divine providence, you know. Um, you could do whatever you want and you'll still get into heaven. Whereas with Father D. Kassad's book on divine providence, if you read it in a spiritual mindset, you'll, and by the way, he talks about this, but you have to have the spiritual eyes to see and understand that he's not saying, oh, skip your prayers. He's not saying, skip your devotions. He's not saying, skip your, uh, your mortifications. He's saying, you have to do these things 
But don't worry about the outcome too much. Oh, and one other thing I need to stress here is, is that if you do mortally sin, he's not saying, oh, don't be concerned that you mortally sin. He tells you the exact opposite, that you need to um, make reparation for these things. But what he's saying is, is trust in our Lord and our Lady that they will see you through it. And not just our Lord and Lady, part of the purpose of the saints in heaven, and not just that, but the saints in purgatory. Now, for you autistic types out there, true Catholics I'm talking about, who think that, well, those guys aren't saints, they're in purgatory. That's a misapprehension of the purpose of purgatory. Okay? The purpose of purgatory is those who have died with venial sins on their soul are making reparations so that they can get into heaven. So if you make it into purgatory, in a very strict sense, no, you're not a saint yet till you get to heaven. But the fact that you made purgatory means you're being prepared for sainthood. So in a strict sense, yes, you're not a saint. But in a larger sense, you are a saint because you're being prepared for heaven. And... The purpose of the saints is to also help us to purify our spiritual lives while we're down here on earth. And it saddens me that I should even have to explain this concept to people who consider themselves true Catholics. But the, the saints who are in purgatory, not only do we pray for them, but while they're in purgatory, they pray for us. As well. It's, it's literally like a two-way street. We're praying for them that they get through purgatory faster. And they're praying for us that we become more spiritually purified on earth faster. So... It's not just our Lord and our Lady that help us. It's the saints of heaven and the saints in purgatory as well. So, that's why I also talk about, without understanding divine providence, you're going to have a tougher, a tougher uh, road to walk on in the road to sanctity, or at least pious, piousness and devotion. Because if you don't understand that everything has been, that God knows everything, and nothing happens on earth that does not get, has not been approved by Him before the very start of time, then you're going to be spiritually blinded to what needs to be done by yourself while you're here on earth. So, I hope this helps you out. 
I truly hope and pray that this helps you out. And I think this is where I'm going to stop because as far as I can tell, I've explained this to the best of my understanding. And obviously, if there are other aspects I need to talk about, I truly believe that the bless, our blessed Lord and his blessed mother will give me the inspiration to talk about any aspects of this that I might have missed today. So, thank you for listening. And I care about everybody. And I would, oh, I pray for everybody. And I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. And once again, I do hope and pray that you get something out of this. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.